Welcome to the COVID update. This week we are joined by Laura Churchward and she'll be talking to us today about COVID-19 staff and patient testing services. Should we start with an introduction? And... Yeah, absolutely. So I'm Laura Churchward. I'm the Director of Strategy in my normal day job. But about six weeks ago, Marcel, our Chief Executive, asked me to head up the testing programme for staff across the North Central sector which obviously includes UCH, but it also includes hospitals like Royal Free, Barnet, Chase Farm, Whittington, North Mid, Great Ormond Street, Moorfields, and all of the associated community providers, mental health trusts and GP practices. That's huge. Yes. When he asked me to do it, honestly, I thought, oh, this will be easy. I shall just sort out a bit of testing, a bit of swabbing. And then it'll be fine. But it'll be really easy to sort out. And six weeks later, I regret my words because <laughs> it definitely isn't easy. And it's been a real struggle to get it off the ground. And there's loads of complexities um, behind the scenes in relation to testing overall that I've had to get my head around. But I'm really pleased that we've done it because across the sector, through the local system that I've been responsible for setting up with lots of other very, very clever people, we've tested over 6,000 staff already and we'll continue to test more and more each day. We're hoping to test at least a 1,000 a day by the end of next week, for instance. Who's been tested so far? Has that just been staff who've been off sick? Yeah, so um, it's been a really rapidly evolving situation. Those of you who've seen the media will know that the access to testing was really curtailed at the start of the outbreak. So for UCLH Hospital, we didn't have very much access to tests. There was two reasons for that. One was because we didn't have enough swabs and swabs continues to be a bit of an issue. And the second issue was reagents. So reagents across the world, which is how they basically do the analysis in the laboratory, are also in critical short supply. So what we had to do was set up a service at the Crick, the Francis Crick Institute, where they've got a supply of reagents which is not in critical short supply. So that was the first thing to do, and that kind of opened the doors a bit to testing. Because when we started staff testing, I could only test about 20 people a day. Now we can test up to 275 in UCH alone. And the only real limiting factor at the moment is swabbing capacity. So the groups that we started off swabbing were symptomatic staff. You have to concentrate your efforts on those you think mm. have got COVID, really. But we're being quite liberal at UCH in relation to um, symptomatic staff. We are testing anybody with mild symptoms. So if you've got a tickly throat, you feel a bit fatigued, a bit virally, you might have lost your sense of smell or your sense of taste, you might just feel a bit under the weather, you will still qualify for a test at UCH because what we want to do is, is try to capture as many people with COVID as possible, not just the people that have got a fever and a cough because we kind of are still learning about the disease. So actually to try and get as many staff tested is really beneficial. We're also testing family members. So if you've got a, a family member who's unwell, if they're over 18, we can test them at UCH. If they're over two and under 18, we can refer you on to Great Ormond Street and they will test you. So there's lots of different options that are available for staff to have their family tested or themselves tested now. We're also moving into asymptomatic testing, so staff who don't have symptoms. There's quite a lot of media coverage at the moment about whether we should be re regularly testing both patients and staff. So at UCH, we've joined the national pilot to look at whether we should be testing people um, who are asymptomatic. The first lot of staff got done last Thursday who were asymptomatic, so we just did them in the, in the ward areas. We did 150 staff and three staff members were positive out of that 
group, which I think is pretty positive news, actually, because yeah, I was expecting it to be higher. Yeah, it's reassuring, isn't it? Because these people are still at work and still seeing patients. Yeah, and it meant that those three staff were then off for seven days after they'd received their positive results, so therefore couldn't infect either their co-workers or their patients. And we're rolling that out across a number of areas just to see if the prevalence changes, whether you work in a COVID area or if you work in an area that moves about the hospital, so porters and cleaners. Those are a group that I think we really need to think about. Um, and we've also done haematology. We uh, did haematology yesterday and we're going to do the cancer centre today. With people who've been tested previously, well, is that happening at home or do you need to be able to come onto the site to get the test at the minute? There's a couple of options for staff. So if you can get here on foot, so you live in hospital accommodation, or you can cycle, there's a clinic that you can access that's at the Phase 5 building on Huntley Street, so the R&T and Ian Eastman, the new building. And that clinic's set up for anybody who can get here without contaminating public transport, basically. Yeah, sure. We've also got a drive-through facility at the British Library. My husband had symptoms of COVID. He went to that one. Um, he had his test at half past nine and got the result at nine o'clock at night. So that's probably one of the quickest ways you can get a test and it get back to you as a staff member. Can you self-refer for that or does that always go through your line no, manager? No, you can self-refer, absolutely. So the details are on the intranet and we've also sent in quite a bit of comms about this. There's an email address that's on the intranet. If you refer into that email address, you will be contacted by an admin staff member. If you have symptoms, you're at home, you want to drive in for a test, you email that uh, referral number or you get your manager or a colleague to do it for you if you're feeling too unwell. Make sure they include your mobile phone number and somebody will ring you back that morning to book you in a test, either that day or the next day, depending on how well you're feeling. We're also just about to start a pilot with London Ambulance and St John's Ambulance, where we're going to have volunteer drivers who can go round to people's houses if they're too unwell to get into central London or don't have transport mm. or for whatever reason can't come in for a test. There's limited availability for that and it's also a self-swabbing regime rather than someone doing the swab for you. So we don't want to do it as a first port of call for staff. If staff can come to the drive through or to clinic, that's probably the best option. But we can also offer that for staff who are feeling, you know, too under the weather to get their test done. And I suppose it's all about for the accuracy and the technique that we use to do the swabbing. Yeah, although the pilot that we did last week, which I talked about with 150 staff and three positive staff members, we asked all the staff that did that pilot to do a self-swab at the same time. And the results were exactly the same okay. across the board. I think the, the tricky thing for self-swabbing for me then isn't the accuracy it's how comfortable it is to do it and how easy it is to do it and all the administration that goes around having a swab. Yeah. We found that the self-swabbing took longer than somebody swabbing you. The benefits to self-swabbing is you don't need lots of PPE. You don't need two members of staff to do the swabbing for you. And it can be probably rolled out more easily into the community. So I definitely think that self-swabbing is something will take forward as a strategy and probably if we do more routine testing on asymptomatic staff so those without symptoms I would envisage that most of that will be self-swabbing we just need to work out what the logistics of that might be yeah and that's quite tricky to do with such a huge organization massive yeah is there any other type of testing we do how accurate are the combined nose and throat swabs that we do or do we do anything else to test well, in patients, you would do a CT. The accuracy of the tests is being debated, really. My plea to staff is look for your symptoms. Yeah. So even if you get a negative test, if you've got a temperature and a cough, 
stay home anyway because the test is not the be all and end all. And the test only gives you a point of time. So if you get tested, really that's only telling you in that minute you were negative. A positive test tells you something. It tells you positive, you know, you've got to isolate for seven days. A negative test really only tells you you haven't got it then. So if you get symptoms, you must self-isolate even if you've had a negative test. We can redo tests. So if you've had a negative swab but continue to feel unwell or feel like your symptoms are getting worse, we would offer you a, a retest to see if you came up positive. I'm pretty confident actually the test that we're using at UCH is fairly accurate. I think it's probably about 90%, but I wouldn't want to bet my house on it because I think a lot of these things are kind of unknown at the moment. Mm. Um, although I'm pretty confident our test particularly is, is a good assay. Is it the same for patients as staff? Is everything going to the same lab or is it differentiated? No, so the Francis Crick Laboratory offered its services to do staff testing across the sector and I will be forever grateful because we wouldn't have a service without them. Mm. Um, so we're sending the bulk of us, in fact all of our staff testing for the sector and other hospitals outside of the sector actually to the Francis Crick Institute. Patient testing is going to HSL. The front door is all HSL though, so basically all the tests go through the same process, get logged in the same way, because there's quite stringent rules about how you treat the tests when they get into the laboratory. Yeah. So it is a collaboration with HSL, but staff testing is going to a separate location. And as capacity kind of increases, what's the direction of travel in terms of testing will allow us to do of staff? So this is what gives me a headache. <laughs> um, <laughs> There's absolutely loads of different things you could do with the yeah. capacity and actually working out what the best use of that capacity is, is really difficult. So I've talked a little bit about asymptomatic screening of healthcare workers. We've got to be really clear about where we want to do that. We're not going to be able to offer it um, a routine screen to 10,000 UCH staff every week because we'd be using the capacity that could be better used elsewhere. So we need to be really clear about which areas in the hospital would benefit from asymptomatic screening. I absolutely think we have to continue on our symptomatic screening programme. So again, if staff members are feeling unwell, really important for contact tracing, which I think will get up and running fairly rapidly, that we know whether you've got COVID or not, and that you know whether you've got COVID or not, and can warn people that you may have been in contact with. So I think symptomatic testing will continue. The asymptomatic groups in terms of patients, I think probably will start testing most patients who are coming through the door on a routine basis. So we've already seen the government have issued new guidance which states that we should be testing anybody who comes in the non-elective pathway. So if you come in via A&E, you'll get a test effectively. So I think uh, we'll probably extend that UCLH to all elective patients just to give us some surety and we're already doing that with cancer surgery patients they're coming in two days beforehand to get a test um, before they have the surgery but a negative test shouldn't be a reason to sort of think oh it's all fine you've got to manage the patient in front of you as if they could potentially have covid even if they've had a negative swab because we know that the nature of the disease is that you can have a negative test and then get COVID the next day. So, uh, you know, I would just urge caution. A positive test is super helpful because it helps you manage a patient's pathway or your own affairs if you're a staff member who's had a positive result. A negative test is actually not that useful mm -hmm. in, in some situations. And I suppose as we go into the next phase of what's happening, 
um, with services starting to open up again. Yeah. That means that we are going to be testing quite a lot more patients and it's how we deal with that that's going to be tricky. Yeah, and I think for the country, we've got to have a platform that means that anybody with COVID symptoms does get access to a rapid test. And we're so lucky at UCLH that we've got access to rapid access testing. We don't have to rely on any of the you know, mega laboratories or anything like that. We've got really good local systems via HSL and CRIC to help us manage both staff testing and patient testing. So we are really lucky. Anything else you want to talk about? No, but if you've got symptoms, please, please, please get a test. And social distancing is what's going to save lives of healthcare workers. So if you're not socially distancing in your staff rooms and at lunch and when you go home, you know, you really need to think about it. That's what really worries me because that's how you transmit it through, you know, your staff groups or your friendship groups. And we really need to make sure that we're socially distancing. I think it's really difficult for staff. You're wearing full PPE, you can get as close as you like. You take your PPE off and then you've got a whole new set of rules you've got to play with. So that is really, really difficult. But my view is that that's one of the most important things that we need to remember. We have to, if we're not wearing PPE, be socially distanced from one another, mm. which is really, really difficult. And from me personally, I just want to send out a thank you to all of the people that have helped me set up staff testing across the sector. So obviously I need to thank the Francis Crick Institute who've been fantastic in relation to the lab. But locally at UCLH, I really need to thank the dental nurses and the dentists themselves who have carried out lots of the swabbing. And also the amazing administration team that work in dentistry and the Ear, Nose and Throat Hospital because they've been brilliant. They've basically taken over the administration of the booking systems, have sorted out all of the epic issues you know, they've been amazing and we wouldn't have a programme without those people. So, uh, you know, the dental nurses carrying out the swabs and the administrators booking everybody into the clinic. So I just want to say a huge thank you to all of them.